They go down to their local coffee shop and loiter for hours on end spending around $4 on a muffin and coffee and they usually go for the $4 muffin and coffee specialty and literally send coffee shops broke in Avalon because they do not leave. Welcome to the Urban Property Investor. I'm your host, Sam Saggers, here to help you crack the code of real estate wealth. Today on the show, we're going to do the Christmas edition of Code Cracking. Tell you what, Merry Christmas, everybody. I hope you're having a jolly time wherever you are. Today on the show, we're going to delve into the time and money conversation. I think Christmas is a fantastic time to reflect on 2020, but also plan for 2021 and also assess how we manage our time. If we're making the most of our days on this wonderful planet, progressing and enjoying a life. Today, I think the lesson of time is something which has been absolutely highlighted through coronavirus. Now, I am here today to tell you that Sydney is in a mild lockdown because of the cluster. And I just want to go on record to say that I have always been wary of people from Avalon. In fact, I'm on record of saying Avalon people are absolute menaces to society. If you've ever been to Avalon or met a person from Avalon, they are a rare breed of human. They live in multi-million dollar houses and hang out in coffee shops for hours spending nickels and dimes. Yes, they are baby boomers that hang out in coffee shops spending about $3 sending coffee shop owners broke because they loiter. So it is no wonder we've got a corona cluster in Avalon. I just want to go on record in saying that I certainly have uh, really predicted the menace of the baby boomer of Avalon. They are well known to society as troublemakers and yes, sadly, the corona cluster has started again but I'm sure New South Wales Health will be on top of it and we'll all get back to a more normal state very soon but I do want to say these Avalon people you've got to watch them. Now I think the time money conversations are absolute cracking conversation. How we spend our time is just so important to property investment. It's important to life in general. I think the conversation around time can really go across so many different disciplines today. Even if you're not an avid property investor, I think you're going to get a lot out of today's conversation. After all, time is something that is really hard to measure, but is so important. I think you know, once you change your approach to understanding time, you can, without question, 
have a better formal relationship. I've got a question for you. Do you have a formal relationship with time? I was trying to work out how many days I've been alive to really commence my formal relationship with time. Uh, Easy maths, it's around 16,000 days I've been on this planet. Have I made the most of every single day? Well, of course, I haven't. I don't think anyone who is alive has. But what I've learned over the years is time and money do go hand in hand. Money gives you bandwidth and bandwidth gives you more time. So the conversation today around reflecting on how we use our time is very critical, very critical. Bandwidth is huge and how we measure time is sometimes taken for granted. You know, if money can allow you to see better things with your time, to meet more amazing people with your time, to do and inspire the world with your time, then money is absolutely crucial to the game of life we play. Now, I think 2020 allows us to have some great reflections. It allows us to really unlock what is possible because it was such a year of so many lessons. And I guess I consider myself a little bit of a futurist. I have really set my goal in life to explain to people about the future economy, future urbanity. Uh, I even predicted the menace of baby boomers in Avalon. I mean, these people sit in coffee shops for three hours at a time spending $3. They need to be locked up. So when I reflect on 2020, I certainly reflect on a lot of my predictions around how society is going to reform and certainly look into, I guess, time and my relationship with it. So today's show, The Relationship with Time. To understand our relationship with time through 2020, I think it's important to reflect on urban changes. Obviously, this program is called the Urban Property Investor and there are so many urban changes due to coronavirus. I think a lot of people have woken up in 2020 that potentially they haven't made the most of their time on this planet and that reflection quite often is seen in the money conversation. For example, in March there was a lot of fear and panic, right? And that fear and panic absolutely related to the bread line. A lot of people were made redundant. A lot of businesses had to shut down. And a lot of people had a moment in their life where they've reflected on whether they've made the most of their time, both economically and from a health concern point of view as well. I mean, Personally, in March, you know, I was a tad scared around ending up in an ICU with a weird bubble on my head, you know, struggling to breathe from this horrendous uh, worldwide pandemic. 
But my relationship with time has certainly improved over 2020. And there's a couple of urban reasons as to why it's improved. The first one for me is really the urban property change of work from home. Work from home has absolutely allowed me to gather more time, time that I am not wasting moving about. Mobility and time are really connected in the urban world and too many people have suffered over the years of having to go large amounts of distances of over an urban area to connect to work. Certainly, coronavirus has helped transform the time conversation around work. In fact, I've never worked from home more than I've, I've worked from home now. And I'm discovering things I had no idea about. I didn't know my dog took herself for walks twice a day uh, to to have uh, you know have have a stretch. She goes down to the beach by herself. I didn't know dogs uh, went to the beach by themselves. All of these new thoughts have come into my mind around how I've managed my time. I used to stress at work that I've got to get home to walk uh, Hannah the dog, and lo and behold, Hannah the dog ain't stressed out at all. She's been bluffing me for years, thirteen years. Business travel as well has changed in my world and it's allowed me to get so much more time back. Last year, I did 100-plus flights. I was in the 1% of uh, people who, who, in my airline of choice, that fundamentally travelled. So I had all sorts of perks and I guess if you've ever seen that movie with George Clooney, um, what's it called, Up in the Air or something like there, the air up there, Fundamentally, my life was very similar to that. And what that stole from me was so much time for hobbies, friends and family. And I'm so grateful to coronavirus to reset my world so uh, I don't have to travel as much. I'll still travel, but certainly most business people now can just zoom into a meeting and rather than fly to Brisbane for a day for a one-hour meeting, it's like, are you crazy? Let's just jump on Zoom and move on with our lives. The time conversation for me also morphed in the urban world around certainly the planet. Earlier in the year, at the start of the year, you know, across the globe we were seeing some catastrophic environmental uh, elements unfold and no greater than here in Australia where we had terrible bushfires and droughts ripped through much of the continent. And I guess I took myself away at the beginning of the year to a little island called Atataki in the Cook Islands. And I was quite saddened by the environmental impact which was unfolding in front of my eyes. So I decided to, to write a book about property and write a book about property and the environment, really discuss the urban world and changes which are going to unfold. In my book, uh, which is called The Money Magnets of Property Investing, found on Amazon, by the way, uh, print on demand, um, can be in your home in less than two weeks. Uh, great book, but in the book I talk about the transformation of time, the transformation of the urban world, and really 
what we're about to go into, which is this paradigm where we need a model for growth. The model for growth that I've been working on for quite some time for real estate is we need to buy real estate in a suburb where we can both live, work and play. How valuable is that right now? And of course, connect that to a few other fundamental behavioral economic ideas around wellness, knowledge and mobility. What I've noticed with my model is it's certainly working because some of the best capital growth which has occurred in 2020, uh, 25% plus capital growth has been around the idea of suburbs which are really healthy suburbs and the factors behind those suburbs really do link to my model of uh, live, work, play, um, knowledge, wellness, and uh, those suburbs have, have really outperformed most other suburbs. If you look at the top performing suburbs, you'll notice that they really link to my model. Now, the time conversation again is amongst us because as property investors, we only have so much time on this planet to get our economic world right. And I think, look, truly... I do believe what I've learned in 2020 around time and human beings and investment is most people are undercapitalized. People probably feel like they're overcapitalized, they're overstretched, and that's a uh, product of the system. But fundamentally, we are not overstretched, we are actually undercapitalized. Most people have not invested enough seed to grow their portfolio to end up financially free. And I think really, if anything, 2020 has taught me that non-risk takers are not going to be rewarded. And in fact, risk takers, if anything, who have put more capital into the marketplace are absolutely being rewarded. So again, if you're 20, you're going to have to give yourself time. But by 40, if you give yourself 20 years and throw enough capital out into the marketplace you're going to end up financially free. If you're 30, you throw enough capital out there, by 50, you're going to be financially free. If you're 40, 60, you're going to be financially free. Time in real estate is measured in cycles and you're going to have to give yourself at least two good cycles to get where you need to go to end up financially free in this world from real estate. I think the other time conversation that I've learned in 2020 via the urban world is the upskill game. I think most of us have gone into a mode where let's get very good at something and we're going to be absolutely taken care of. However, what we do know is technology and industries are morphing and changing so quickly. And I really think that most people now need to go to work but also whilst going to work have to use their time wisely to re-educate themselves constantly to upskill themselves. Without question too many people have been made redundant that were in industries that really if people had perhaps observed the urban world they should have got out of that industry and into a new one uh, sooner than the day uh, really, um, you know, coronavirus hit and those businesses had to manoeuvre. 
So the upskill game's big, and I think a lot of people, particularly perhaps in their late 40s or 50s, uh, are actually quite expendable at the moment if they don't go into this upskill paradigm. But remember, the time conversation is an important one. It's a tough world we live in now where typically we have to get very good at something to be rewarded and get uh, great wages, great business income, great annuity. And what we often talk about is time and 10,000 hours. The 10,000 hour rule is pretty simple. You do something for 10,000 hours, you're going to be considered a bit of an expert and you'll be paid accordingly. Now we have to do the 10,000 hours be considered an expert and be paid accordingly, but also upskill on that journey of doing 10,000 hours to change skills along the way. You know, there's some interesting statistics that people will change job up to 11 times in their lifetime. And what we do know is that is not by choice. That is quite often a uh, fundamental of the new world economy. So what we do know is from time and investment, uh, particularly with real estate, it's slow. So you're going to need to start early if you can. Um, and the sooner you begin, no matter what age you are, you're just going to have to give yourself a good long length of time to end up successful from real estate investments. Warren Buffett was not considered extremely rich until he was 54. But what that tells us is he probably started when he was 20. 25, he gave himself a large amount of time to develop as a person, as an investor, and of course, let his investments mature. So the urban world is morphing, but also I think we need to have a Christmas conversation around time as well. Time doesn't last forever, and I think we do need to have a bit of a formal relationship with it so that we can absolutely make the most of every single day we are on this planet. You know, a lot of people live in a hostile world and a lot of people live in a friendly world. And I think if you're living in a hostile environment and you're spending your time doing that, you need to absolutely cease doing that immediately. If you're hanging around with the wrong people, in the wrong relationship, uh, connected to the wrong uh, people, you got to think about, hey, how am I going to use my time wisely? And I think 2020 has taught us time does not last forever. And unless we start to make some really critical decisions around time, technically, we are wasting way too much of it. And there's that saying, you are the sum of the five closest people around you. And I think that doesn't mean you shouldn't love nugget and Bullfed, it means that you have to make some conscious decisions to put yourself in a place so that you're not in a hostile environment, that you're starting to give yourself bandwidth to increase your relationship with time. Again, rich people have the best views on earth. Uh, rich people, extremely rich people, all live in Monte Carlo, right? And uh, they live there because the bandwidth of their wealth is incredible. And what that allows them to do is almost live like they're on a constant cruise ship, uh, absolutely experiencing the best of the best of life. 
bandwidth is so important. And if you're in a hostile environment, you've got to start to think about doing something incredibly different to move on with your life. And Jason just put out an awesome podcast uh, in the Wealth Faculty. Go check it out. He has interviewed um, a lady around the greatest regrets people have in their life. And there's so many value bombs in that podcast, I can assure you. You should probably turn this one off and go and listen to that one. It's, uh, it's incredible. It really does explain that people get to the end of their life and they look back on their life and they wish they had more courage. They wish they had more time uh, so that they could make the most of their days in this world. And I guess we learn from our mistakes too late and why I'm want to talk about this over Christmas is it's such an important time to just stop and reflect and move on, right? And move on. So let's have a more philosophical time conversation. I want to give you some tips. These are my tips. Uh, they, they resonate with me and I hope they resonate with you. Firstly, other than people from Avalon, Don't hold any grudges, right? Do not hold any grudges. I think we've all gone through life where quite often we, uh, because of lack of proximity, fall apart from our friendships. Now's the time to be the better person, be the better man, be the better woman. Pick up the phone and speak to someone you haven't spoken to in a very long time. Quite often we create this version of a grudge in our head where someone has moved so far away from us that we were great friends with in our 20s, 30s, and then all of a sudden in our 40s or or whatever it may be, they've disappeared. And uh, by grudge, I don't mean, you know, Bob who slept with your wife. I mean grudges that are petty. Give that person a call right now and say hello. You know, start to reconnect because as as we know in life, you know, time doesn't last forever and those people you love, make sure you connect with them and whether that's a sibling you've lost connection with, a friend you've lost connection with, now's the time. Christmas is the time. 2020 and coronavirus is the time to heal those wounds and uh, I guess anyone who knows me knows I have very few grudges in this world, even with people that have done me harm. I'm uh, open to the conversation of moving ahead and I think that's the best way to lead your life. The second time concept for me is always around balance. I think balance is so critical to life and let's face it, we're always out of kilter one way, uh, shape or form, whether that's working too hard, whether it's not being healthy enough, whether that's not working on your non-negotiables around mental health, And I absolutely believe that you need to establish your time routine around your lifestyle. And for me, every year, what I simply do is write myself a letter, a bit of a time capsule, which I open at the end of the year. And I basically pinpoint what I want to do to improve my time relationship with friends and family, with wellness and strength, with finances, with my career, with community, with uh, my spiritual world, with um, my social world, and also with my partner, right? So I 
start to tackle, well, how can I improve all these elements? And the life wheel is something you can just Google. I mean, I'm sure we've all, all seen it before. The wheel of life, just, just Google it and start to work on it because your relationships with all of those elements are really the key ingredient to, to a happy existence on this world. And the happier you are, absolutely, I think money, will, money follows happiness. But happiness has to come um, well and truly above uh, money. I think too many people spend way too much time complaining. You know, I absolutely um, quite often spend time with friends and family and, oh, my God, it's like listening to um, a soap opera. And I think complaining is not going to fix anything. If you're going to spend your time complaining, you will look back on your life with regret. Start doing. If you want to be a property investor, you've got to buy some real estate. Don't complain. It's hard. Wish you were better and absolutely crack on and just get on with it because the world really doesn't wait for you and that is the real truth of uh, real estate it's the real truth of of this world it's not designed to stop for you i guess the fourth thing for me is just don't save it till later don't save things for the last minute you know at the end of the day we've got a limited amount of time on this earth so spend every moment that you can doing something awesome. Way too many people spend too much time flapping about on, for example, TikTok, watching it for hours, watching people dance, when they could be spending that four hours doing something far more meaningful and not wasting it. You know, don't miss the show. Don't, uh, don't miss the movie. Go out and do so much. Give yourself way more bandwidth um, and really, obviously, money can give you that bandwidth quite often. But, you know, I think we've all come to the conclusion that it would probably be better to spend four hours having a laugh with friends than four hours on TikTok or Facebook um, absolutely not um, making the most of your time. Don't save it for later. Hey, a tip with this podcast, play me in two speed or 1.5 speed. I think I sound better in 1.5 speed. You can knock this podcast, which is probably about a 40-minute podcast, over in 20. Give yourself your time back. Don't save it for later. And I think when we analyze giving yourself time back, you've got to think about also your family and friends and connections and just how many times you have left to experience a moment with them. You know, I've worked out I've been alive around 16,000 days, right? But my parents are getting very old now and their days are no doubt numbered because of the concept of longevity. And when you think about how many days they potentially have left on earth and you divide that by the amount of time you see them, you quite often end up quite shocked. You know, let's say uh, someone has a thousand days left on earth and roughly that's about three years and you see them five times a year. Well, that really only means you're going to see them 15 more times in your life. Why not make that 300? Wouldn't that be a better use of time than uh, voyeuring on Instagram? 
And I think later in life, these are the regrets people end up having when they don't focus on their relationship with time. Now, I think if you do what you love, it's going to lead to riches. The fifth element for me is don't regret going through life doing something you hate. Do not do it. There is a fine line between <clears throat> grit and doing something that, uh, that you love. And without question, a little bit of grit in a job perhaps that isn't your dream job to begin with in life is perfectly fine. But that grit has to take you on a journey somewhere that you don't end up in a state of being stuck in the rat race and incredibly unhappy. As long as you do something that leads to a better and bigger purpose, you're absolutely on the right track. That could be doing something that you hate but pays well, which allows you to, for example, invest, which allows you to get more bandwidth, to live in a better suburb, to have more lifestyle. You've got to learn, I guess, from you know, your regrets and really I'm trying to highlight, you know, life is about taking a bit of a risk, being willing to lose, to move forward and, you know, you don't want to get to the end of your life without learning from your mistakes and again, I think 2020 just highlights so many mistakes in urbanity, in society, the challenges ahead and really is pointing us in the direction to be better humans overall and use time to be far more successful than ever before. Hey, I'm one that I think humans and the best use of time is to be spontaneous. I can't say that word, spon spontaneous, spontaneous. I can't, there's a few words I can't say in this world. One of them's punkum. I cannot say punkum. It, uh, it, it never comes out right. Spontaneity is so important and I guess, you know, the rat race often kills spontaneity and what I'm here to tell you is spontaneity is one of the key ingredients to life. Bandwidth and, and money allows for spontaneity. I mean, I've got incredible friends who are absolutely gazillionaires and the spontaneity in their world is, is beyond, beyond belief. Like they can wake up and, and notice there's a game of basketball in America uh, that they want to go and see and literally jump on a plane that morning to go and see the Lakers versus the Knicks at Madison Square Garden. Spontaneity. So real estate investment absolutely leads to spontaneity and I think it's one of the most incredible gifts on this planet. If you've got bandwidth, you've got spontaneity. You can literally go to any restaurant any night of the week and just have an awesome time. Remember, life is about memories and it's about moments. So make your moments count and uh, you know, use 2021 very wisely. I know money can't buy you happiness, but it absolutely will buy you bandwidth. And that bandwidth 
does help people discover their niche. And when you find something meaningful, it is always going to be worth doing. And your time on this planet is going to be so well served. I guess for me, you know, I love doing this podcast, for example. I mean, I remember at the start of the year, I said, I want to make uh, a Guinness Book of Records this year. I want to break a record for talking about real estate. Anyone who's been on a property tour with me and spent a day out in the field probably would know I can speak on real estate for a good 12 hours before my voice breaks. And I wanted to, to break a bit of a record. I was trying to work out the longest conversation on real estate and how long that might go for. And uh, I was thinking it was going to be about six days. So I was going to do a six-day property tour. I uh, had it in my head. And of course, coronavirus came along and put an end to the idea of a few people on a bus driving around listening about real estate. So here I am doing my podcast and this podcast certainly gives me a lot of purpose because I really am on this earth to teach people about urbanity, well-being and free people financially to live the life they want. So I'm absolutely in heaven right now that I found a great little tool to share my purpose in this world. I think when it comes to time, there is some deep conversations around how we use it. And I always say, do hard things in the beginning to live an easy life. Do easy things in the beginning to live a hard life. And if you think about that little context, it is so true. The older I get and my peers, as they grow... I do notice the difference. Those people that did hard things around setting up wealth, setting up themselves early in life, are starting to have a far more easier life as they get older. And the real challenge is you're a long time old. And because you're a long time old, your bandwidth needs to be big the older you get to live an awesome life. And those people that really did easy things in their early years where they were gallivanting around and never knuckling down are really starting to struggle. And I've noticed particularly as people get sort of over 45, if they've done things, I guess, easy to begin with um, and not laid the foundation they're really starting to struggle with time and their, their life. They're starting to go into this spiral where life is not enjoyable. They're just ticking over the days to fundamentally get, uh, grow old. And that does not sound pleasurable to me. So skip the loopholes, do it tough, make the most of it, invest hard. Uh, things are going to go wrong and expect the unexpected. That's life, and you've just got to keep using your wits to get where you need to go. Hey, everybody, I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. Uh, I am so pumped that Christmas is here. I think we all could do with a dose of Christmas cheer. So wherever you are, um, lots of love to you. Thanks for listening to my show. My show wouldn't be what it is without you. You are my Christmas gift. 
If you feel like leaving me a Christmas review, please do. Hey, Sam Sager signing off. Thanks for your time. Thanks for tuning in to the Urban Property Investor. To never miss an episode, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app or on YouTube. And I would love it if you could give the show a rating and share it with your friends and family. In between episodes, you can always keep in touch with me by connecting on social media over Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Until we meet again on the next episode of the Urban Property Investor, take care and bye for now.